Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. I'm Clark Turner. I'm the founder of ProServe Alliance and also a general contractor. And I'm Jared Flo. I'm the director of operations at ProServe Alliance. Welcome back to Contractor Cuts. So this is episode two. Uh, episode one was more of an intro about us. This episode today is Hiring 101. It's kind of covering everything when you're getting started thinking about hiring, right? It's time to make a hire. I feel you feel it in your gut bubbling up. It's about time. I, I would love to do it. I need to do it. I want to make some more money. Got to hire somebody. Yes. And so th- this is kind of starting our five five different episode series. Uh, these correspond with videos. Uh, there's a Hiring 101 video that's a deeper dive into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the video. Give me highlights on what the video is. So in, in, in a nutshell, basically what the video is going through are three common mistakes when it comes to hiring. First one is hiring the wrong person. How do you find that right person to fit the need for your business? Second one is once you hire that person, uh, how do you train them? How do you get them to the place where they can deliver that level of customer service that makes you kind of that secret sauce Mm -hmm. that makes your clients come back for more, right? Right. The third one is being financially ready to be able to hire. So um, basically, uh, you have to have a level of money set aside to be able to float that person until they're ready, till they've gone through the training and kind of how to do that and what that looks yeah, like. So that, that, that's that's what the videos look okay. like. Okay, so that, and that's, that's the deep dive of kind of starting off at the very beginning. Those are the three things that the mistakes you gotta avoid when you're getting started. Yep. You know, I think one of the big things that we're gonna talk about in future podcast episodes even is how most contractors decide it's time to hire, which, yeah. which for that, oftentimes it's hiring out of need and want not at hiring out of preparedness and the right person. That's right. right. So right. The, the, or hiring out of desperation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, I'm underwater. I, I got people coming at me from all angles. Yep. They're great customers, and I just can't cover all the all the ground. My cousin's looking for a job. It'd be great if he can just <laughs> pick up some of these some of these clients. We're just going to run with it. Yep. Hey, do this. Watch me. Watch how we're doing this. Let's mm-hmm. go. Uh, you know, I, I don't have the money to hire him, but if we we can say yes to these four jobs, mm-hmm. then we'll have the money for this. And my cousin painted a wall once he's he's done it before why why can't he do it again yeah yeah right so i think in in this podcast let's dive a little deeper into my first hires yep uh you know you are my official first hire Mm -hmm. um you you know it was seven eight years in that that you came on there was actually a hire before you and it was only two to three years in uh it wasn't it was done wrong um and I, i don't even blame blame the hire on this one we've had some hires that I would probably put the the majority of the blame on 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 mm-hmm. them being the wrong person. You this, were still you were still learning creating your process. You didn't yes. even really know what you wanted at yeah. that point. So yeah. a, a compare and contrast of that first hire. You know, I think I think using using the ProServe situation and my situation on hiring, comparing and contrasting those two hires, I think will really help us get started on thinking through the hiring process. Yep. So. My very first hire, you know, uh, was was someone that came on. We're gonna call him Frank. I think yep. in all of our episodes, we should stick with one name. Frank. Yeah. If if it's someone who should not be named, we'll stick with the word Frank. That's right. right. Is that That's good? right. Yeah, right. I'm good with that. So, what what was the first first thing we're covering in the videos? 
The first thing we're covering in the videos uh -huh. is hiring the right person. How do you know you're hiring the right person? Okay, so the difference of my very first hire and hiring Jared, and we're going to fluff your feathers a lot today, Jared. Right? Hey. Okay so uh, one of the biggest things, though, I think in hiring the right person is not just someone with skills. You know, the my, my very first hire, Frank and Jared, both had about the same skill level, which was you could probably figure out how to paint a wall. Yeah. Right. Yep. But, a little, a little jack of all trades. Kind of had experience with a little bit of experience on a lot of different things. Okay. So that was you, and and that was also uh, also Frank. Frank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that didn't matter to me. When you know when I was bringing in my very first hire, it was not about you were killing it in the renovation field, and I need you on my team. It was about you being the right person. So what is the right person for you? And, and every single person is going to be different, right? Sure. There, there could be four different people that could be your next hire that, that are the right with four different personalities. But for also me, depends on where your business is at that point. If it's yeah. your very first hire or three or four, five hires. That's on. right. That's right. And I think, I think in two, two to three more episodes, we're, we're going to dive deep into that, yeah. right? The, the when to hire, which personality, which type of person. But for you, uh, you know, being the right person coming into this company was you had some entrepreneurial side of you, right? Mm -hmm. there, was, mm -hmm. uh, there was a potential to earn some ownership that you liked, right. but I also uh, guaranteed you salary mm -hmm. uh, to where you, you, know, you had a wife at the time. You, you took a little risk. You took some risk, <laughs> not a lot of risk, right? Right. right? Again, and I think if I recall when we sat down over that burger to talk through it, it was a couple of different options I put on the mm -hmm. table for you, right? Mm -hmm. One was heavier, higher risk, a right. little lower payout sooner. Right. Other one was was a lower risk with a higher higher payout, higher, higher immediate base. money. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that again, not going going too deep into it, but you had a little entrepreneurial in you. You had someone some get up and go, um, and you wanted to run it. You wanted to go earn it yourself. And and I would say I set it up that way in the beginning of putting that carrot out there. Hey, right. this is what I want from you and I'm going to challenge you to do it, right? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to push and give you the reins on some of these things. Yeah. Uh, I think Frank when I hired him, I was the boss, I was in charge, it was my company, I'm running jobs, I've been doing this for 3 or 4 years now. I know how to do this. You come on, you are my assistant. You you were going to start my training, right? I I'm number 2 bad training. My training was sit with me, watch me how I'm doing it. Follow me around. Follow me around and do as I do. And he wasn't to a spot where he could. He felt comf confident to just do what I did because I always knew how to do it better because I've been doing it right. And so, and to, be, would, and to be honest, that was that was the training that you and I went through. Yeah, I rode around in the truck with you, and we had that little Rubbermaid file cabinet that sat in yep. between us and each one of the jobs and writing all the information in there and learned from it that way. But there was a different mindset for me because. I was looking at how do I grow this thing? I, I, I want to I want to own some of the growth of this and take it from where it is to something different. Yeah. I think one of the big differences too is you wanted to start making your own decisions and were trying your hardest to push me out. Yeah, get out of here. You wanted to fly, right? Yeah, you I should have taken that 51% option See, that you should you have. Had out there. <laughs> the, but you, you pushing towards that, keeping me in check. And I think we had a written job description for you when you mm -hmm. came in and it was, here's what you're allowed to own and here's what you're allowed to check me on, right? right. That was one of the big things was, this is what you can own yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm here to assist you on these things, but I'm your assistant on these. You're not my assistant. Right. Well, and honestly, I, I feel like at that point for you, 
um, you had the vision and and stop me if I'm wrong, but I think early on when you when you hired Frank, it, it was different. You had the vision at the point when I came on that you wanted me to own this part so that you could step into the growth and development, going out and getting clients, landing new business, some of that side of it where you were trying to get me to, you, you realized you couldn't be running around to all these different jobs and doing that growth and development and customer satisfaction and all that stuff yep. simultaneously. So I think that was a big difference too, uh, some of that vision. And, yeah. and bringing Frank on, it was trying to quote unquote duplicate myself, mm-hmm. but I, it really was spreading myself more thin. Uh-huh. It was, I, we're doing nine jobs right now. If I bring Frank on, I can now do 15. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm still running 15 jobs. Yeah, because so, you felt the need to micromanage the additional six jobs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so yep. I was on every job still. And so I now had a, another job, which was not only my, my projects I was running, but also now managing another project named Frank mm-hmm. that I had to manage that. Right. right. And so there wasn't a, 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 a the failure to launch was was not just him or, or anything. It was me not giving him this is how you launch. This is where you launch. This is what you do. This is what you can own. This is how you've passed or fail. Right. right. I, I had written rules for you of. If you were going to be successful, you got to have these things done well. Right. 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 And so allowing you to have that and ownership in that also allowed you to push back when I was stepping on it. Well, and what that did for me is that that gave me um, uh, expectations that were understood. Yeah. Right. Like this, this is what I expect you to be doing. I expect you to be doing these things. And and that that allowed me to be able to uh, gauge myself whether I was doing well or not. Mm-hmm. Right there's if the level of expectation is set to this, if I'm hitting that or exceeding that, then I can go home knowing I'm doing my job well. Yeah. But the, if if I don't if I don't have those if I didn't have those things every day, I'd be like, am I am I doing good? Am yeah. I? And I always be coming back to you for validation versus yeah. knowing this is what the expectation is. Another successful thing when we're you know mistake number three being not being financially ready. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest mistakes on my Frank hire versus you is I was like, if if we build it, they will come. If I just hire him, <laughs> then I'm going to all of a sudden be able to bring on more clients. And I, or, and I, I probably had a couple clients at the time that I, I landed, but I didn't have a game plan for the finance or financial side. Right. It takes time to grow and to bring on more clients. Uh, with you, I had just landed a very large client that was doing uh, probably thirty, forty thousand dollars of almost guaranteed revenue a month for the right. company. It was right. it was more the fix and flip quick in and out jobs. Mm-hmm. And so I knew you know, even if we 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 wane on clients or take a step back during the winter, I I had this other customer coming in that I knew I'd profit three months in a row before you came on. Right. I also didn't spend that profit for three months in a row before you came on. I put that away to fund you. Right. So right. the first month you came on, it wasn't like, Jared, I need you to go out and make us money. It was chill. Let, just let's, let's go through some training. Let me show you how we like this. Let me show you all of the processes I've got set up on all mm-hmm. of our p- pieces of paper. And here's this spreadsheet and there's that spreadsheet. Right. Um, and, and you I, also, you also introduced me to uh, crews. Yeah. That uh, eventually one or two of, I would end up running myself. Mm-hmm. Right. You so challenge you to bring me. on your own and yep. learn some of some of our crews at the same yep. time. So yep. I think I think that was a that was a big difference to be able to uh, take uh, have the money there to take the time where there's not a pressure for you to launch. Mm-hmm. I, there's that that runway of I can burn money. I can have Jared on as an employee for two months and him make zero dollars for the company 
and we're still going to be okay. And right. I'm okay with that if right. I'm betting on the right person. I think that's one of the bigger things of the right person we cover in, in a couple episodes is every single hire is a bet. Right. Every single one. All we're trying to do is reduce the risk and make the bet more in our favor. Mm-hmm. Right? I can mm-hmm. hi- we've hired some of the what we thought were the absolute mm-hmm. best options and it turns out they didn't work. They went somewhere else. They did you know, they just couldn't take on our systems. They weren't what we thought they were. They weren't what they said they were. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so that's going to happen. We we still have had hires that haven't worked out. But I, I don't. I think it's been a while since that happened. I right. think I, I think it's been over a year since we had a hire that came on and had to go. Right. So it's one of those things of you're always gambling. We're trying to reduce the risk of the gamble. For me, bringing you on, I knew you were married. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew that you had someone that you were helping. You know, she had a job as well. Mm-hmm. But there was some stability. You weren't going to up and go live with your uncle out in California, right? right. There's there's stability of being here long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as with, with you, it was not just um, it, you were there was some skin in the game, right? right. It wasn't just for a paycheck, mm-hmm. which the previous guy was. Um, and it was, okay, listen, if you want more than just this paycheck, we have to earn it together, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was more skin in the game in those decision makings. And, and there was, a, a, you got to a place where you were like, Clark, get out of my kitchen. Right. I'm owning this. I'm the cook on this thing. Get out of my kitchen. I think I've said get out of my kitchen, Clark, quite a bit. A lot. Over the a years. lot. And, and, and for my personality, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in your kitchen until I taste that meal and it tastes delicious. Right. And then I'm going to let you own your kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. as a as a uh, control freak in uh, recovery mm-hmm. um, where mm-hmm. I've, uh, you know, <laughs> That's one of the one of the biggest things with making a hire is you want to control everything. You want to be in the middle of everything. I want to make sure everything's at because I I originally didn't have processes in place. Yeah, and that's that what yeah, I was about you. to say. That yeah, yeah, I couldn't check you with those mm-hmm. processes and say, okay, he's he's measuring these ingredients in the kitchen. He's boiling the water the right way. Mm-hmm. He's using this, this, and this. If I know all the, those things are happening, I can get out of your way. I can get right. out of your kitchen because I know that you're following our processes. And then we have meetings where I review it. I say, hey, why are you doing it this way? How's it going this way, right? Well, I, you know, I, I think you you spent a lot of time early on before I got there, and even before Frank, um, cutting your teeth, learning, and, and developing the the brand and reputation of the company, and uh, how how ProServe delights the customers. And that, that was, you know, the thing, the, the, the tagline that we say is the secret sauce right but the it was the secret sauce that made you you and what um it's inevitable when you hire somebody that you're going to feel the need to micromanage that person because you you don't understand they may have different decision uh the way that they look at things decisions that they make um how to run crews how they talk to clients and all that so you feel the need to kind of be in their kitchen like that right but once you uh, and, and we developed a good processes and procedures that if you follow those processes and procedures, it delivered that yeah. customer service, delivered that secret sauce. It allowed to, to step back and say, okay, cool, they're, they're, they're good. They're running the process, which is going to deliver the reputation and the brand that was created. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right on. I, I think one of the the biggest mindset shifts that that I had between you and Frank also was with Frank and and back then uh, when I was first getting started with the company 
my goal was to deliver a good product, mm -hmm. right? I cared about having a really good paint job and having the the best kitchen and having, you know, the the bathroom that we're remodeling, the tile had to be perfect, and I'd, I'd meet with the tile guys. And, and so I brought Frank in to do that, to, to, to make sure that happened. I never once trained him on customer service. Right. I never right. once trained him on this is uh, – we don't care about the product. The product has to be good. For mm -hmm. us to have any success, you got to have a good product. That's a given in construction. And if you don't have a good product, that's, that's – You're not going to be in business. No, yeah. no. But once you have that there and you have that attention to detail and, and what makes people call you – the way to grow the company that I missed on the first one, but I, I saw in you mm -hmm. is the customer service side is how does this person delight my clients? How does this person, we're, we're going to deliver a paint job that's really good, period, no matter yeah. what. How does this person make it a fun, enjoyable experience for the client who's getting that paint mm -hmm. job, right? Mm -hmm. and I think that was one of the biggest things that, to be honest, I, I don't want to say I was really good to be 100% honest. That wasn't on my brain, but that's who you are. Right. Luckily, that was falling backwards into that. Mm -hmm. It was when I was hiring back then, it was about who can run jobs, who can deliver on that, who knew en enough crews. Uh, all right, Jared, you're kind of entrepreneurial. You, 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 you're good enough to do uh, step into this job. And the ability to like clients that you brought with you, I didn't recognize at the right. time, but I think was one of the reasons that you're still sitting here a lot of years later mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. because – I learned that from you in terms of that the importance of that of that delivery of the experience the the, the, the story of for the client right yeah. I think that's what we we call it the story from first contact how do they experience us how does the 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 our, our uh, office girl what does she sound like how does she treat them all the way through the communication and being in front of issues and problems that might come up and through the invoicing questions problems final walks that storyline of making sure that I'm putting myself in the client's shoes, how are they experiencing this? This yeah. is the biggest spin they've ever had in their life, at least one of them. Yep. Um, it's scary for them. They're, you know, So creating that storyline of customer service and yep. that experience was so huge um, because it helped overcome the inevitable problems that happen on jobs occasionally, yeah. so, you know, a, a bucket of paint gets spilled or the wrong color gets painted or yeah. those type of things happen on jobs. But if you've, you've uh, created a storyline, you've them. built that yeah. trust with them, that's, those things are easy to overcome. Yeah. But if it, it, it's just that I've, I've always found that to be vitally important yeah. in this. Well, business. and I think that was kind of, you know, at the the last five to six years of building ProServe and building ProServe Alliance's processes and procedures is the biggest part of it is how we do that well stri strategically, but also in a very structured way. Right. Right. So our our client engagement, where we where we sit down with clients before we start, we make them sign an agreement and walk them through the steps all the way through how we answer phones, who answers the phone at the office. Not everyone can answer the phone here because that is them knocking at our front door and the first person answering the door. Yep. We've thought through every single detail. Now, we had to have all of the base stuff done first, course, right? right? Understanding how job flow works, understanding how we do our estimates and desk mm -hmm. estimates and revisions, then on-sites, then pre-con and all that stuff we have as our base. And and I think the, the secondary, the after we get past the 101, the, the 201 classes that we do with a lot of Pro Service Alliance contractors is 
all that icing on the cake for the customer service experience, That's right? right? So I think that was icing know, means nothing if your cake is rock hard. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so again, I think those are some of the things when we're talking about hiring, we're looking for in a hire. Uh, we got future uh, episodes coming up. Like I said, all yep. five of our videos are now on our website, proservealliance.com. Go ahead. All about hiring. All hiring from who to hire, how to hire, when to hire. Uh, hiring 101, there's there's vertical and horizontal. That's what we're going to cover next week or next podcast is yep. is how to structure your company for growth, right? Yep. How are you structuring yourself to step out one day as opposed to building a company on top of you? And specifically, you know, building building a company vertically versus horizontally. And what yep. does that mean? And how does that set you up for success? Yep. So we'll cover that next week. Uh, I appreciate it. It's been fun chatting with you. Oh, Thank yeah, man. you guys so much. Thanks for fluffing me up a little bit. Yeah, I, I hope you feel I, I good. I needed it. I it's needed it. It's the last you'll hear from me oh, of nice things towards you. So, <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.